This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. So when I tweeted out that we are back after a two-week hiatus, I wanted so bad to take the little from Poltergeist, the the we're back, but I didn't. So, um, I'm glad you tweeted something because I totally forgot to do it again this week. Uh, it is Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That is Tom Stevens. I Hello. am Mike Melby. All of our guests join us on the Allo VIP line. Local service. Exceptional service with a local heart. Well, you're trying to do it from memory. Where's, yeah. the, where's the tagline? I don't know, it's but it is. It's exceptional service with local heart from Allo. Uh, proud to have them on board as a sponsor here at 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Also, the Honda of Lincoln hotline and Sarder Heyman text line are open if you want to join in and uh, participate in the show, 402-464-5685. Huskers and Gophers about ready to tip things off. But... I always think of Bill Murray, the Gophers, the furry little varmints. Yes. And they... know, the only good Gopher is a dead Gopher. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that, uh, that that that's from Bill Murray. No, I, I just I was having flashbacks not, to Caddyshack because I yeah. think Caddyshack and Stripes was on HBO the very first month that we got cable back in the early 80s. And I want to say Caddyshack was like within a year. Yeah. And so I watched it, I don't know, 719 times in like April of 1983 <laughs> or something. Uh, so, Love yeah, that was one of the movies. Stripes and Caddyshack were two that I could recite verbatim the entire script. Uh, back when I was in high school. Minnesota so. leads 2 nothing, 1930 to go in the first it's half. Over. Tominaga missed a layup at the rim, and then the Nebraska gave up a layup, uh, obviously early. Need to play with intensity. Uh, need to start quick. That's something that Fred Hoiberg says all the time. Got to start quick. And uh, Josiah Alec, you got to like the way that guy plays. I-, I think putting him back in the starting lineup was a big deal. I really do. He's already got two rebounds. He's just... If you want rebounds, put Josiah Alec in the in the in the basketball game. And now he's got man, he's just everywhere. That hair though makes me think of uh, what's the character's name in uh The Simpsons? The Sideshow Bob, a little bit of the Sideshow yeah. Bob look. I, I he's a good-looking young kid, but it makes me think of that. The, I, the, I agree. The hair. Yeah. Now, yeah. 5 nothing Minnesota. But uh, yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska missed uh, two wide open threes too. Give so. me that stat that you were talking about. Uh, Twenty one. Well, let's just for do the opening kickoff. Okay. Well, let's get to the opening that's kickoff, where it's at. and then uh, we'll do it. Here it is. Uh, uh, I tried to hit this damn thing. I, it's been, you know, I haven't had my rehearsals. For Oklahoma, the Sooners are in white. We are in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we are ready to go. We are ready to go. Um, I'll jump right into that. Men's Hoops back in action as we speak at PBA against Minnesota. Looking to run their winning streak to four and get to 20 wins for the first time since 2017-18. And for just the third time since 98-99, they rolled by Indiana last Wednesday, 85-70 on the road. First road victory in the Big Ten. And it was the 06-07 Nope, 07-08 Doc Sadler team that tied for 7th in the Big 12 Conference, but they still only made the NIT. Who was the, that uh, on that team? 21 was that, season. Was that Charles Richardson? Was he on that? Um, may Alex have Marich? Well. That was probably an Alex Marich team, too. That may have been his senior year, actually. Yeah. Alex Marich, is he the best player in the last 20 years for Nebraska basketball? I mean, who would be the I, nominees? Uh, Bryce McGowan's. James Palmer, Bryce McGowan's. 
Um, I, I mean, I would have Bri- to say Bryce. Bryce Palmer was Bryce is so... up there as far as talent, but all-around player. Yeah, I mean, James Palmer, uh, Terran Pettiway, um, um, you know, Siobhan Shields. I'd take, I'd take Marich. Yeah, I, I probably would as far go, as the, the best over the last Marich. 20 years. So. But uh, Huskers are currently down 5 0, 17 36 to yeah. go in the first. And uh, after tonight, they have just three regular season games left. They're at Ohio State on Thursday, then senior night next Sunday. It'll interrupt our game. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to have somebody on 5 o'clock, and then we'll jump into the game. Halftime today, we're going to have Tom Chattel on. Next week, we'll have somebody on during halftime and then put a bow on the show and then go watch the rest of the game somewhere. Uh, and then the season finale is against Michigan on Sunday, March 10th. Uh, Huskers have a shot at the double bye and a top four seed for the Big Ten tournament. So that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Baseball team won the first two against uh, Grand Canyon University before falling late last night, 7-5. They had opportunity after opportunity. I believe bases loaded, nobody out uh, twice in the last three innings and can't get a, any runs across. But today, oh, they're up 8-1. Oh, they're tied 8-8. Uh, oh, they, no. they blew the lead again. But they come through on a pair on a wild pitch and then a lazy throw from the catcher to the pitcher. And they score on a quote unquote uh, uh, steal of home, but regardless, they hang on. They get the win today. Huge, they huge win, ten to eight over the Lopes of Grand Canyon and University. That's a decent baseball team. Yeah, they were getting top twenty-five yeah. votes after they swept their weekend last week, and they were four zero coming into it. Huskers now sit at four and three. They play a four-game series against College of Charleston next Thursday through Sunday in Charleston, South Carolina. Women's Hoops has won five of six after a 70-51 win on Senior Day yesterday against Minnesota. They currently sit at 19-9 and 11-6 in the conference. Only have one game left at Illinois in the season finale. Illinois is one of those teams they are 13-13 on the year. A team Nebraska probably should beat even though it's on the road. If they win, they lock up the double bye and the four seed in the Big Ten tournament. And then uh, earlier in the week, sticking with Husker Women's Hoops, and this is on the wrong side of the ledger, and it's not wins and losses. It's off the court. Uh, former Husker women's basketball player Ashley Scoggins has filed a lawsuit in U.S. District Court accusing former associate head coach Chuck Love of using his position and influence with head coach Amy Williams to groom her into a sexual relationship. The lawsuit alleges Williams and Husker AD Trev Alberts failed to ensure the coaching staff maintained appropriate boundaries with student athletes and of violating her rights. This stems from a February of 2022 road trip to Penn State when a member of the practice squad represented himself as love to an employee of a hotel in order to obtain a copy to the room key. And then two members of the Nebraska team later confronted Scoggins in Love's room recording that interaction. And then it got ugly. That was the not ugly part. Then it got ugly. Uh, but a lawsuit has been filed, and this is, this is, this is the this has the potential to be a very big mess. And I hope it's not. Um, but it, it feels like you know who knew what, it, when, and why, and and all those things, and they'll all be sorted out by lawyers making a yeah, lot. It's of money. all alleged. It's it's it, it, there's no criminal charges right. here. This is a a lawsuit filed by former Nebraska basketball player Ashley Scoggins uh, in the U.S. District Court, uh, accusing Chuck Love of using his position. Uh, to to groom her to, for a sexual relationship. And then uh, uh, I know that Trev Alberts was named in it as well as Amy Williams for uh, failing to. This is not good. Yeah. This is not good for the university. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a story that uh, it's going to be interesting to follow. Yep. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that is the opening kickoff. He is Mike Melby. I am Tom Stevens. I think I was last time I looked, Minnesota was up five to four. 
early in the first half. Uh, Nebraska, who is down 5 nothing early, has come back a little bit. It looked like uh, Rick Mass just missed a three, but uh, playing at home today where they have only lost one time this year, and that was early in the year to Creighton. Uh, but undefeated in conference play. But this is a game that is really important for Nebraska. You win that first game on the road uh, where you've had so many opportunities this year, of course. You had the Minnesota win the first time around. You were up 20 or 17, and you lose that game. Yeah, you, you felt like you were going to win that Rutgers game up 11 several different times within that game. You go to overtime, you lose that game. You go to overtime at Illinois. That would have been a great win. Couldn't finish that one off. You finally do against Indiana. Today is important just to follow it up with a win. I totally agree. And that Illinois game still sticks in my craw because that is one that the you could genuinely say that the officiating caused that loss for Nebraska. If that game was officiated correctly, do Nebraska Mask, does not lose that game. I CJ Wilcher, I believe, was the one called for the foul on Damask, Marcus Damask, uh, who's a really good player for Illinois. Now they've got Terrence Shannon back, and and they're very, very good. Well, uh, Shannon was back for that and, game, though, he, too. I mean, he it wasn't was back like he for was that out. game as well. That would have been a game that they would have won without Shannon. But, you know, you'd like to beat them with their best players. And Nebraska played extremely well. Well, but no, Ter- final- Terrence Shannon was back. He played in that oh, game. I, oh, I know that. Yeah, and he played so, well in that game. Yeah. But I'm saying, uh, Dumas gets fouled on a phantom call from C.J. Wiltshire. Well, but the, and then the flip on side is Rick, Rick Mask winds up in the third row. Off, off a hip check that's not called. Right. And, and I mean, it was blatant. Um, so it's it's frustrating that it seems to happen uh, at least a couple of times a year where it's down to crunch time mm. and it's it's a, a just a blatant missed call or non-call or mm. phantom call that goes against Nebraska. Can you, CJ, or uh, Jamarcus Lawrence comes off the bench, immediately hits a jump shot. He's one of those guys that I think there are just some guys that need to see the game a a few minutes from the bench, and then they go in and they're much more comfortable. It's it's night and day, Jamarcus Lawrence off the bench from starting. I mean, well, he, he looks so much better. And this this goes back to the, you know, what what is your role on this team? Well, your role today, uh, the the 15th of October for the first practice, the whatever of November, the first game, Jamarcus Lawrence is to start at point guard. Um, as the season progressed, they did everything they could. They tried this, they tried that. They threw the kitchen sink at that type of a lineup. Didn't work. They changed his role. Uh, they modified other people's role. Bryce Williams, his role has changed. And they seem to be thriving. It's a three-game winning Bryce streak. Trying to get it is to really good. Yeah. So, you and know. A 6'7 point guard, he can handle it. Uh, the, the argument is always, well, you know, Fred Hoiberg really doesn't have a point guard. In his offense, in his offense it's really five out. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, Bryce has played the point, and he's played really, really well. Yeah. And, and the the thing that I've always loved, and and he's uh, Fred has alluded to it, is the way Jamarcus Lawrence brings the ball up the floor. He does it with a pace that allows them to be able to make a play. The problem is when he was starting, for whatever reason, it, things didn't click as well as they are now with him coming off the bench. And maybe it simply is that couple of minutes to see where things are going. Right. How so? Instead of maybe rushing up the floor, you know, like like you've got no breaks, all gas, no breaks, he's going to realize with the way they're playing defense that that's just going to put them in a hole, yeah. and he can bring the ball up at three-quarter speed. I don't remember who called him one of the fastest players in the Big Ten, if not the country. Uh, it might have been Jawan Gary or Bryce Williams, but he is fast with the ball in his hands. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence is definitely the most athletic player. He's a really good defender, 
And he was forced into a situation, into a situation with Aaron Eulis being out for the year where he had to be a point guard uh, for Nebraska. And it took him this long to adjust to it, but he's adjusted. And he's playing really, really well. Another guy that Nebraska could use playing like he was before that has been MIA for maybe three or four games is C.J. Wilcher. Yeah. They, they, I think he had the 22 points against Purdue where he could, I mean, he was unconscious uh, in that game and a few other games. If they could get C.J. Wilcher, Wilcher back to where he was, I think that's that's huge for Nebraska. Oh, I totally agree with that one. Um, and as far as uh, speed of point guards, think about the guys that Fred has had here. Uh, the two that come to mind the most are Cam Mack and Alonzo Verge with the speed they brought the ball up. Lance, remember Lance, uh, trying to think of, not Trey, uh, what was his last name? Lance, Lance Jeter. Jeter. Yeah. Lance Jeter might have been the f- fastest guy I've ever seen with the ball in his hands. Of course, yeah. Teron Lue was really fast. Yeah. Well, and his cousin wasn't too slow either. Yeah, the cookie the interesting thing is his cousin is like one, like first or second all-time in assists in Nebraska basketball no. history. So no. uh, no. kind of crazy. Huskers and uh, the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers go to, I guess they're not going to break quite yet, tied at 7 uh, in the first period at should PBA. Should we go to a break? Is that what you're saying? That we should well, go no, to Well, no, I was just trying to, I thought they might be, but 13.09 left in the first. Uh, uh, we've got a Big Ten Blitz. You want to do a Big Ten Blitz when we come back? I think we should. Uh, let's go to break and come back with the Big Ten Blitz right after this.